I should probably turn it on. What? No. <laughs> That's okay, though. I, I What? Dude, it was amazing. In fact, we're doing a whole, like, Youth Sunday on it in two weeks, so it's going to be exciting. I got bit by this bug last night. Dude, no, I had cankles. Like, it was like this, and the, but it went, like, straight down. Like, like I had no cows. It was the most disgusting thing I've ever had in my life. And I think it was a spider, but... Well, I mean, like, the... Yeah, it was something weird. And then, like, you know, in the morning when you wake up in Philly, I had the first morning there was, like, a baby cockroach crawling on me. And I flicked it off, and it was like... You know? And I was like, oh, man, that's disgusting. But by the end, you get kind of used to it. And it was awesome. We have lots of pictures to show you. Actually, if you went on our church website, we put up a couple of pictures. So you should go check it out. And and Flickr is not being stingy anymore. Yeah, that's right, Flickr.com. If you're listening, you guys were really stingy before, giving us only, like, what, 50 megabytes a month? Forget it. Um, but, like, now um, they, they let you upload as many as many pictures as you want on. So it's pretty sweet. I was upset about it. I'm talking. I hope you're listening. I hope you're embarrassed. You should be. Yahoo.com. Whatever. Um, brought to you by Yahoo.com. Uh, so from now on, I'd like to thank Mountain Dew. <laughs> and it's Anyway, um... Uh, so yeah, last, like last night I was, um, I was writing, I was actually, I was thinking about our trip to Philly for like the past two weeks, you know, because it was, it was a lot to experience, right guys? Like, I mean, we experienced a lot and I hope that you guys kind of experienced like, you know, you guys are, have been unpacking it. Um, but Paulette, the, the woman who we worked at this charter school that they were just starting up in this neighborhood, I'm chewing gum, um, uh, she emailed me. I sent her a bunch of the pictures that we sent from the school, and she was like, oh, this is uh, this is awesome. And she's going to tell us um, how the school went and everything. And um, for for us, that was, a, that was a really just kind of like a cool experience, I thought. And, like, on the outside, you think, like, oh, this was just, like, you know, we're painting lacquer on chairs, and we are, you know, carrying heavy things because we're, like, the brute force group. Um but to see, like, kind of their response to that is sort of surprising, wasn't it, guys? Like, they were just, like, you know. Um, so what did I think we learned when we were there? Um, I think we learned to appreciate uh, what we have. But not just that, but because of what we have, we have this responsibility to do something in the world. That that which we thought was ghetto, <laughs> there's actually a lot of hope there. That which we thought was really poor and abandoned and a place that had no hope, there is actually tons of hope there. And I think that one of the coolest things is that I think we learn that God uses us where we are. I think we learn that whether or not you think that you're imperfect or whether or not you think you're a complete screw-up, God uses you. And that something as simple as... um, you know, letting kids play with your hair or giving them piggyback rides or letting them punch you in the gut repeatedly, you know? And, yeah, they didn't do that to me either. I was sore for, like, two weeks because they were like, anyway. um, Just doing that 
changes their world. And I love that. That something that simple changes people's worlds. And I think we learn that the way that we use our words, even the small things, can make the biggest difference ever. Like telling a kid, I'm going to miss you, changes their world. Because they know that somebody from California, even though they're like, you know, 1,800 miles away, misses them. And I hope that when you guys look at their pictures, it wasn't like, it isn't something where you're like, oh, look at all the cool stuff we did. But that in the past two weeks, you've actually remembered their stories. Because remember, that's what they would have wanted, for you to remember their stories and to remember them. And I think we learned a lot about each other. I think, I know actually, at, at one point in time, I saw in each of the people on the team, I saw you guys bloom and I saw the goodness of your heart. And there are times when in the past couple of weeks where I shed tears about it. And while I was, I was washing your feet, I really felt that God said, to me at least, yeah, this is my daughter, Miranda, and I love her. But I want you to know that I'm not finished with her yet. And when I was washing your feet, I really felt like God said, yeah, this is my son, Sean, and I love him. But I want you to know that I'm not finished with him yet. And that I'm mighty proud of him. And while I was washing your feet, I felt like God said, and yes, Steve, I love you too. You are my son. And I'm for sure not finished with you yet. I saw a lot of things that we can work on this year too, like how we treat each other. Because in the times when I saw you guys the most beautiful, I also saw us when we were the most ugly. And it isn't ugly because we weren't wearing the right clothes or whatever. It was ugly because the way that we treated each other, the way that we talked about each other. And by all of us, I mean all of us, including me and Kate, the way that we treat each other. But I'm excited because I know that God is not finished with us yet. And there's a lot of hope in that. I'm a big proponent of things that are in process. I believe salvation is a process. I don't believe it's in it's any one instance. I think salvation is always working itself into you. And I believe that us, who are, whether or not we're trying to be followers or not of Jesus or not, or maybe we're just trying to be good citizens of humanity, we're in process. So um, let me read to you this passage. So last night, um, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But we're in Matthew 15. Then some Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem and asked, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? Don't they wash their hands before they eat? And Jesus replied, Why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, Honor your father and mother. And anyone who curses their mother, their father or mother is, uh, is to be put to death. But you say that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father or mother is devoted to God, 
they are not to honor their father and mother with it. Thus you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition, you hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen and understand. What goes into your mouth does not defile you, but what comes out of your mouth is what defiles you. Then the disciples said to, uh, came to him and asked, Do you know that the disciples were offended when they heard this? He replied, Jesus replied, Every plant that my heavenly Father has planted, has not planted, will be pulled up by the roots. Leave them. They are blind guides. If the blind lead the blind, they will both fall into the pit. And then Peter said, Explain the parable to us. And Jesus said, Are you still so dull? Don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out the body? But the things that come out the mouth come from the heart, and these defile you. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts and murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what defile you. But eating with unwashed hands does not defile you. You guys have all spent, known some of you, about 10 minutes. Um, but for everyone else, you guys have spent about two years with me. And, um, if, and some of you spent like a whole week with me. And if you guys know anything about me, um, you guys know that I get stressed out pretty easily. Um, you know? <laughs> so, like, I, like, you know, I, that's what I do, okay? I freak out about the fact that, you know, I'm, I worry about you guys. I want to make sure that you guys are safe. You know, I feel scared sometimes, like, your parents are, like, looking over me, and, you know, they'll take you away, and I'll never see you again, you know? <laughs> and then I'll just be, like, the child, and abandonment, I have abandonment issues. Um, <laughs> but every time I pe- preach or t- do a sermon, um, people always say, Steve, why, why do you get so stressed out? Dude, you're sweating bullets. I mean, it was, you know, it's not that cr- hard, you know? And, and people don't understand. And... Part of the reason why I get stressed out is because of this. Every time that Jesus gets frustrated, not every time, but most of the time that Jesus gets frustrated with the Pharisees, it's because he's like, are you doing what you say you believe? Or are you just giving lip service? If you say you believe this, do you do it? Because remember... What you say you believe is not what you believe. What you believe is what you do. So every single time I read a passage and I know I'm going to be sitting in front of you guys or I know that I'm going to be sitting um, you know, in front of a, the congregation, I have to ask myself, do I actually believe what's being said here? And by believe, I mean, am I actually doing it myself? And most of the time, I can't. Most of the time, I find myself... always just kind of depressed because I'm, I know that there are times when I will cheat grace and say, well, you know what? God will forgive me anyway. Or times when, you know, I'm really, really nasty to Kate. Like in terms of my words, when I get pissed. And believe it or not, I get pissed. Um... That sometimes I'm so sarcastic that it hurts. 
or sometimes, you know, I don't treat everyone with respect that I judge them. Or maybe they're just the object of my desire. So why do I get stressed out? Because when I read this, I have to wonder whether or not this is true. And so last night when I was starting to write this, I read it, and I had to stop. I'm going to give you guys just a little secret window in my, into my life. Um, when I get ready to write a sermon or whatever, I go through this whole process. And um, I'll, I'll usually read the passage, and then I'll let it marinate for a little bit, and I'll do something else. Like, I'll read the passage, and, you know, I'll go and, you know, go, go, to, go shopping, like, for my groceries or whatever. And, I, and I'm just trying to let it marinate because I'm trying to al- allow that passage to unpack in my mind. And so last night when I read this, I was like, I can't speak on this. I can't. So um, I've, I've just, uh, if you don't know, uh, my fiance Kate and I, we just moved her into what's going to be our new place. And I'm kind of like living at home, but I don't have like anything but until yesterday. And um, me and my brothers live in this house and we share this one bathroom. And I saw the bathroom and I was like, disgusto. And I was like, it is time to clean that, you know. And um, so I started, you know, in the bathroom. It was nasty. I hadn't cleaned it in about four and a half months, so there was like, like the tiles were like pink with this weird mildew stuff, and then like around the edge of the bathtub, it was all black. Dude, there were some areas I had to scrape out with my fingernail. It was so nasty, and it was just nasty, nasty, nasty. No, it was gross. It's slippery. You know what I'm saying? And then you spray it on there, and it's sticky. And I'm like scrubbing it off, and it's like sticky, right? And um, the you know, this I used to have this cool window because it's like this piece of glass for my shower, and it was actually really nice at one time. And then after all the soap and the, like, scum kind of builds up, becomes foggy, you know what I mean? Uh, it, it's just, it was nasty. So I was, I was cleaning that, and then I was, I looked at the toilet, and I was like, whoa, I need to clean that. And I mean, and notice the three boys use this toilet, you know, so it's just nasty. So I'm like, I'm just scrubbing away, scrubbing away. And then we have, you know, this other room, which has my, like, two sinks and then a mirror. I started cleaning that. And while I was cleaning the shower, I just thought, you know, and I'm thinking about this passage, and I thought, dude, is this what my soul looks like? I mean, it's been four and a half months, and I can't help but to feel... Like, there's some kind of neglect in my soul. And I don't know if you guys have ever felt that before, where you let a long period of time go, and you're like, one day it just clicks, and you're like, ugh, <laughs> I need to clean up. And so, like, for me, it was a really therapeutic thing. And the cool part about, like, my relationship with Jesus, because, you know, not to sound, like, too, like, Christian-y, where it's like, you know, my relationship, you know, with Jesus, you know, like, it sounds sort of like lame and Teletubby-ish, but like the cool part about my relationship with Jesus and the not whatever is that I like to find the sacred in, in the ordinary. That somehow cleaning the bathroom is a really spiritual experience for me. And it was really cool because as I was cleaning, I just started kind of confessing to God. I was like, God, there have been times when I've been just been really ugly to people. 
you know what, God, there's times when I just don't want to do this anymore. God, there are times when I get frustrated and I yell at the football players. God, there's there's times in my, and you know this, you know, like I was, that I've yelled at Kate and all of a sudden I started opening up and I was cleaning. I felt almost like God was ministering to me in my cleaning, that as I was cleaning the nasty, nasty grime of, of the bathroom and the shower and the toilet and the tile, that God, in a sense, was cleansing me. And it was really, really cool um, to experience these things. And um, it kind of sucks because I don't know if if, if you, some of you who went on went to Philly, did you guys, uh, you know, when we get went to Philly, it's like, oh, you felt so good about, you know, about faith, and you felt like you were you know, really spiritual or whatever. But after two weeks, you just kind of neglected it and you feel like you're back where you started and you feel unchanged by that or you haven't even thought about it at all. Um, that's normal for that kind of experience. But use that to turn things around. Um, so uh, for some of you who um, who may feel like, hey, I've kind of neglected my soul for a while. I think one of the coolest parts about faith is that God always gives you a second chance. And here's the other thing, is this role of, you know, quote-unquote confession, like it sounds like a really churchy word, and when you think of confession, you kind of think of um, going to a priest behind a little thing, and you know, and you're like, blah, blah, and he's like, blah, blah, you know, and you're like, oh, sweet, I'm done. Um, although I don't, necessarily agree with some of that theology I do appreciate that there is a lot of power in somebody saying you're forgiven that when you confess to somebody else or you confess to God to hear them say you know what dude you're forgiven and I love that and I go to confession at a Catholic church just to hear that <laughs> that I'm forgiven um, so When I'm, when Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, he's really talking about. He's really questioning whether or not the Pharisees believe what they say they believe. Whether they actually do what they believe, or whether they just kind of, yeah, whatever. So that's why I get so stressed out about that, the whole speaking thing, and. When I was praying about this, I really felt like God said, well, you can't speak, you have no authority to speak on this, but you can be honest with them. So I'm being honest with you guys, and um, that's just sort of where I live, and know that uh, you guys, that my relationship with God isn't, you know, sometimes we think that it's really oppressive, like, what, what, you know, why is there even all this sin, and why, you know, why do you have to feel dirty? Why do you have to go through that whole process every time, Steve? Well, it's actually really freeing, to be honest with you. It's not so much like, oh, I have to do this, or this kind of really sucks that I have to go through this process every time. But, man, you feel great afterwards. You feel really good. You feel horrible and really good at the same time. But... um that's all I have for right now. So let me pray for you guys. Uh, do you guys have any questions about that? I know a lot of that was kind of rambling, but 
this is a, just a piece of my journal. And my journal is what I call my testimony of Jesus Christ, according to Steve, you know. So um, let me pray for you guys.